0: Welcome to The Habit Queen! My name is Anya Perry, I'm a health and wellness coach for women entrepreneurs and high achievers. My goal is to help you thrive in the most important areas of your life – your health, wellness and mindset – so you can finally get the healthy and fulfilled life you desire. If you're ready to build simple, rock-solid habits, get in charge of your health, unleash the power of your mindset and reach your fullest potential, you've come to the right place. Tune in, and I'll be here to show you what strategies, methods, and tools you need in order to become the healthiest, happiest, and limitless version of you. Thank you so much for joining, and let's begin. Welcome to episode number five. Today, we are going to talk about motivation. This episode is called Motivation is a Fable. But how can you stay motivated? This episode is for you if you always wondered, how come these people are always so motivated and I'm not? This episode is for you if you want to know how to make motivation last. We're going to talk about many things related to motivation and also I'm going to provide you five steps to make motivation last. Are you ready? Let's dive in. First of all, let's agree motivation is fleeting it's ephemeral one day is here another day is not it's not tangible you can't hold it you can't measure it you can't say hey my motivation is size xl and uh, my motivation is small have you ever looked at someone and thought "Wow, well, they are always so motivated how do they do this that's all right if you're not feeling too motivated Stay tuned, I'm gonna share you some awesome tips and tricks how to be motivated and make motivation last for you so you can accomplish those wonderful goals you have. Here's a story. I was pretty motivated to come to the United States. I shared my story before, but some of you may not know it. I tried to immigrate three or four times. I actually immigrated once in my life from Belarus to Russia and then I fell in love with English language. That was my primary reason to move to the United States back in two thousand seven. I was engaged. Don't tell my husband he knows uh, I was engaged and actually tried to move here to be with the person I wanted to be. And you know what? things didn't work for me. I got three visa denials. I was not allowed in the country. And at some point, only through fiancé visa, I was able to move here. Things didn't work for me. And when I got back home and I told my mom that I still plan on making it work, and I still tried to apply a couple of years later, I still tried to apply to come to America as a student, and then as a student again, and I got denials. It took some effort from my friends and the US, one of the US senators to help me move here. And I remember clearly my mom was telling me, why are you doing this? Those doors are clearly closed, but I was so motivated to make it work. So I was telling her, you know what? The doors might be closed, but I'm gonna climb in the window. So I did, it took me a while. It took me 11 years to become a citizen, 11 years. I got my citizenship last September. So why was I so motivated to move here? Did I want some luxurious life? Did I want more comfort? I was in love and obsessed with language. I was obsessed with language, speaking language, thinking in this language, thinking in English, reading in English, writing in English. I was obsessed with this. Yes, I like the comfort of living in the States. I like the variety of things in the stores. I like many, many things about this country. I like the freedom. My main word was freedom. I wanted the freedom of choices. That was my motivation because I grew up in Soviet Russia. I never had enough. I've never had enough in my family. Never enough money, never enough food, never enough clothes. I wanted to reach a point where I don't have to stress about it. So my parents don't have to stress about it. None of my family members have to stress about it ever again. I didn't want to struggle anymore. That was my motivation. My motivation was way bigger than myself and just wanted to speak the language, move to California, blah, blah. That's what moved me. Yes, I had ups and downs. Yes, I wanted to quit on it five or seven times. Yes, I had days where I was in bed, and was not motivated at all. But at the end of the day, I knew the goal is still there. I knew that I had a very, very strong emotion behind it. My emotion was that freedom, that level of comfort, that level of breathing where I don't have to think about anything. Yes, I still have to think about finances, all of those things, but I'm not struggling anymore. And the pain point for me for a long time was struggling. That's what helped me create a long-term motivation. And if you don't have some certain pain point in your life right now, if none of us are broken, we may have some circumstances, some harder circumstances. We may have someone in our life who is sick or deathly ill. We may have some financial circumstances and I'm going to talk about it a little more. But if you don't have a strong why, you're not going to start eating healthier or exercising or sleep better or treat yourself with respect or love. You will be able to do it for a while, for a short while, but in the long run, it's not going to work. So that brings me to the next point. Motivation can be extrinsic and intrinsic. I'm sure if you took any school psychology classes, You learn that you can only make sustainable changes to your health, to your mindset, to your life, to your finances, to your relationships, if you're using your intrinsic motivation. Yes, extrinsic motivation can help you, can give you that kick in the butt that you might have needed, but if you don't have the internal mechanisms, the intrinsic strength that will push you forward, things may not work in the long run. Have you ever heard stories about people who have some significant severe problems in life like alcoholism or abuse, and they keep staying in those addictive or abusive relationships? They seem to be immune to things around them. Nothing motivates them to get out of there there are, obviously there are fear, there might be a fear, there might be many, many things we don't know about. Have you ever heard about people? who die from eating a certain food knowing they're allergic to, it's crazy. So that's an example for you. If the intrinsic motivation is not there, the extrinsic factors are not going to affect you as much. And here's another story for you. This is how I quit smoking. I was a smoker for eight years. Four of them, I would wake up every single morning, go to work or go to college and think, I should quit smoking. And that's exactly how it sounded. I should quit smoking. And I would continue, a pack or two a day, for four years. Then at some point, I was about to move to the United States. I had a few months ahead of me before I had to move, and my American host family sends me a message and says, we're not okay with you smoking in our house or nearby. You need to quit smoking. Do you know how much I wanted to move here? A lot. Do you know how much I didn't want to quit smoking? A lot. Do you know how quickly I quit smoking after that message? Within a week. I broke up with a habit of eight years, chain smoking, because I still had intrinsic motivation. I knew I needed to do that. It was just a shoot. It was a shoot until it became a must, and that was it for me. I never touched a cigarette, and it's been 12 years. I had to look at the calendar. (laughs) It's been 12 years, and I'm not going back. Never, ever going back. I know that. So what happens there? We want to do something. We start doing it. Sometimes we're eager and thrilled to do this and start really strong, and then we quit. We don't want to do things. We want to, but we don't. We have a goal, but oh my goodness, this is so hard. Then we face a whole lot of resistance. We don't have energy. I'm too tired. We don't want to. I don't feel like it. We're scared. I don't know how, I don't know how to do this. We're unsure. Well, how am I going to do this? We're not 100% there, so we're still boiling in that pot of should, would, possibly, all that wishy-washy soup. We also, we're so used to instant gratification that we want to pledge our time and our effort as a collateral, but then we're not sure about the return on investment, so why would we do this? We also don't want to deal with obstacles. Who likes challenges? Well, some people do. Okay, I'll give them some credit. Some people do like challenges. So no matter how bright your future is perceived by you, when you see your goals come into life, your dream body, your levels of fitness and athleticism are incredible, your family's thriving, your finances are blooming, everything is beautiful in your life, but then those, all of those resistance points creep in. I do understand there are also external limitations. Two things my clients always tell me, I don't have the time, I don't have the money. And I can address this, but this is not really the topic we're going to talk about today. I understand those limitations, but I also say, if there is a will, there is a way. And that might be a little harsh for you to hear, but I know you heard me now. I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. There are also internal limitations, our beliefs, our fears, our negative thoughts, our addictive behaviors. We want to part with those, but we can't or we don't know how, so we're holding on to them. Let's talk about what kind of motivation you need. We talked about intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, but also have you ever thought about it? If you're a visual person, for example, I'm very visual, I need to watch a movie and next day, you can ask my husband, sometimes he does not allow me to watch a movie again because I go insane and I want to build, build a company, change the world. Next day, I don't sleep all night because I got fired up if I watched a movie. So I'm a very visual person. If you're a visual person, you need to watch an inspirational video, watch a movie, and take action right away. And if you can't take action right away, write down your to-do list, your next day to-do list. Take action. Maybe you perceive things by sound. Maybe you need to hear someone's voice. Maybe you need to hear affirmations. Maybe it's the meditation sound that makes you feel really clear and motivated. Maybe you just need some music and you need to dance it off. You also can be a tactile person and perceive things through touch and movement. You need a hug. You need some encouragement. You need some movement and space so you can get motivated. So it's really good to be clear on what kind of motivation you may need because you may not be even looking in the right direction. It's like going to a restaurant asking for a ribeye and they're going to bring you a swordfish. You're not going to like it, right? So find what you like and take action. Think about it today. What kind of motivation do you need in your life? Maybe it's your friends speaking to you and you need to call your friend more often. Maybe it's watching that movie that inspired you so much or a TED talk. And here's a fun fact. There is some science behind those people that we question. Seriously, how come they're always so motivated? Our dopamine levels are strongly linked to motivation. According to some studies, go-getters have higher level of dopamine in the reward and motivation part of brain. Lucky people, huh? So they're ready to do the work. They're go-getters. They are always ready to do the work. But don't be sad because these slackers, they have higher level of dopamine in areas of brain responsible for emotion and risk. So they just need to address those things and they'll slowly shift into go-getters. They need to deal with emotion. They need to address the fears. And think about it this way. When you're happy to do something, you have this dopamine release in your body. When you're doing this, you're going to want to do more of it. So there's a snowball effect. You're going to be doing more of it. You will want to do more of it. Your motivation will stay and you're going to build on it. Like I mentioned in the previous episodes, we build our habits one on top of another. And it's much easier to create something long term once you already have small success. There are also a few factors or other factors that help us stay motivated long term. I'm sure you heard about the willpower. I feel like it's another intangible thing that some people have a lot of and some people don't. Usually, research shows that willpower almost disappears by the end of the day. It's normal. By the end of the day, by the end of the week, by the end of the month, if you started a whole 30, usually by the end of the month, you may be feeling good, but you're done. You just want to go back to your normal life. If you started exercising and eating healthy on Monday, if you're lucky, if you did it right, you'll survive the first week. Or maybe not. Maybe you'll quit by day two. So we can propagate willpower all day, but in the end, you just need to get it done. You just need to keep doing that thing and doing your best whatever you're committed to, whether eating more vegetables that day, maybe clearing your head more and stopping your negative thinking Maybe moving, not sitting so much. Willpower is something, it's a muscle. I always say you train it, it becomes stronger, it becomes a part of you, as well as discipline. Discipline is your time management, is your prioritization. This is what you do every single day because you prioritize your job, you go to work, you come back home, you prioritize your dinner. You can also as well prioritize the workout or movement before dinner. But sometimes, hey, I don't want to. I'm motivated, but not really. No, thank you. Most people like to get things done. They like to see their to-do list completed, happy. That's another dopamine release for you. So the more you practice of completing things, at the beginning, it might be really sucky. It might not be pleasant at all. But to sustain your motivation, you need to build on it. You need to practice prolong it. And some days you may be feeling motivated for five minutes, and tomorrow you decided to use your modality for motivation. It's going to be, for example, it's visual. You're going to watch that video for 15 minutes, and you're going to prolong your own motivation for extra 15 minutes. And build on that. Create that routine that helps you practice it. In a month or two, it's going to become a natural, organic part of you. I also wanted to talk about how you can make motivation last. I'm going to share five actionable steps with you. Step number one, you need to know your motives and your emotions. You need to know what's behind your goal. Is this going to motivate you? Maybe you're not ready. If someone is pushing you to start a keto diet this Monday and you're thinking, well, I do need to lose 20 pounds, but I don't think I'm ready. I don't think I'm organized. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think keto is for me. And don't do it. Don't do it. Either wait until you're ready or imagine yourself 5-10 years forward, you did not take care of your body. And someone was motivating you to go and try this and balance your hormones and lose the weight and feel more energy. And 10 years from now, you imagine yourself and you see yourself Pretty obese, maybe diabetic, maybe with completely destroyed life and health. Something horrible. Imagine something horrible. It's okay. It's all in your head. It's going to disappear in about 35 seconds. And then get back to today and think, are you ready? Are you ready to make this change? Why would you do this? What motivates you? As you heard in my story, I could not imagine my life anywhere else but here. That was my main factor. I saw my freedom. I felt my freedom. And when I thought about my life in Russia, I felt pretty miserable. I painted some ugly pictures there when I was thinking about my future. That was my strongest motivation to keep going no matter what, facing all the obstacles, working my motivation every single day and going. And it's not something you're going to be consciously thinking about. Oh, I need to work on my motivation today. But you need to have this toolkit to help you go through every single day. Step number two, routines. Yes, I am a big believer in strong, powerful routines. You may not love drinking your water first thing in the morning. I never do. But I know I need it. I know I need to go work out in the morning as well. So if I'm not hydrated, I'm not going to feel well. I'm not going to perform. I'm not going to improve. Sometimes we have to bite the bullet and go. You know, here's the secret. It always gets easier. It always gets more fun. You will always find more joy in those routines. Routines are created over time. Then they'll become automated. They'll become your habits. They'll become a part of you, piece of your day. You'll not even think about it. Because if you're like me, you probably brush your teeth every day. Do you think about it? No, you just go and do it same thing with other routines whatever you're trying to implement you can break it down to the smallest piece you need to implement maybe you need just five minutes to unwind after work so you can clear your head and prepare yourself for dinner or for time with your family step number three prioritizing if you want to do it all you will do nothing and I had clients come to me and they would tell me I'm so ready Anya I'm ready to do it all. I want to eat 100% clean. I want to work out six times a day. I want to sleep nine hours. I'm going to conquer my stress. And guess what? They're facing some reality on day two, usually. It's okay to be ambitious and overzealous. It's okay to be optimistic and positive. But also, it's it's really good and important for you to prioritize. This is your discipline. If you decided to work out three times a week, and there comes a day where you are supposed to work out in the night, and someone asks you to join a happy hour, fun company, great place, amazing atmosphere, you had a stressful day at work. What do you say? So this is your test. And it's okay if you feel it this time, it's okay if you ace it. But this is the priority. Whatever you set your mind to. be supported by your motivation, by your priorities, and by your routines. Step number four. Stop thinking about it. I'm not motivated today. I don't want to do it. Maybe I should do it. Maybe I should lose 10 pounds. Maybe I should lose 20. Maybe I should not go to the gym. This couch is so comfy. Stop overthinking. Go and do it. Stop negotiating. Stop having those debates forever in your head. We spend so much time talking to ourselves, trying to decide, and decision-making is a complicated process. Your mind really likes to indulge in those long deviations from your original path. So my recommendation, instead of debating, go and do it. Use Mel Robbins' five-second rule Use Tony Robbins, It's fine, same last name, Tony Robbins 90-second rule and go and do it. Don't think about it. And if you decide not to do it, don't do it, but drop it right away. Step number five, be kind to yourself. Learn about yourself. Learn about what motivates you. Why are you not motivated? What stops you? What kind of beliefs and blocks are in your way? that stop you, that prevent you from achieving the most important thing in your life. Learn about how you perceive perceive things. Learn about how you can be motivated. Maybe it's listening to someone. Maybe it's watching a video or a movie. So here are five steps how to make motivation last. Step number one, learn the emotions and motives behind your motivation. Why does it matter to you? Why do you want to do it? Or why not? Step number two, strong routines. You need to develop some strong routines. Step number three, make sure to prioritize. Step number four, stop thinking about it. And step number five, be kind to yourself. Allow yourself to learn. I often joke that motivation is like a weather channel. Have you ever done this? You check your weather channel, and it says it's sunny, it's 75 degrees, it's going to be beautiful until the end of the week, and then suddenly it changes two hours later, and you have to adjust your plans, you change your mind about going outside or spending time with your family on the patio. The same thing happens with our motivation. It may change, it may fluctuate, it may disappear completely. But if you have the tools under your belt that propel you forward, that move you towards your goals, you're going to create this. It's like a generator. It comes out of nowhere, out of nothing. When the power in your house is down, it starts. So whenever it's not so sunny outside, go ahead and still do the work. Dance in the rain, get soaking wet and laugh it off and keep going. Because I know you have such important, huge dreams, desires. You have so much potential and you're the only one who's stopping you from doing more, from being motivated, from staying motivated in the long run. I hope this was helpful. I truly enjoyed sharing these thoughts with you about motivation. If you have any questions, please make sure to send me a note to hi at com. I highly encourage you to share this podcast. If you liked it, leave me a review or a rating, screenshot it, share it on social media, tag me in order to win a $50 Amazon gift card at the end of this month. And I'm wanting to tell you, I appreciate you and I know you can do anything your heart and soul desire. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I truly hope you enjoyed it. If you like the podcast, please leave me a review or questions on the platform of your choice. Make sure to check the show notes for my social media information as well as my website www.anyapieri.com to connect with me. I can't wait to get to know you. Have a wonderful day.